In today's world, we are increasingly dependent on technology. Our business and personal lives rely on it, but as you've probably noticed, it's unreliable. They promise it'll get better, but it usually gets worse. Our computers are slow, so we end up squinting at smartphones and tablets. We live in constant fear that something's going to happen to our personal data, so we're scared into paying for fake protection that proves useless when disaster strikes. Update attacks, fake Wi-Fi, cloud control, and other industry scandals are designed to keep the money flowing. The jokers we pay to fix our stuff have no clue what they're doing, so they do a virus scan and then wipe out our precious photos. Intelligent, successful people feel intimidated by the chaos and think it's somehow their fault. If they only knew what the industry was doing to them, they'd get torches and pitchforks. If only we had someone to explain it all in plain English so we can start protecting ourselves. Oh wait, we do! It's the Computer Exorcist Podcast with your host, Mark Anthony Arena. From the Wallace Memorial microphone in my home office, overlooking the Cat of Worms in downtown Rochester, New York, this is the Computer Exorcist Podcast. This is the third and final segment of my interview with Taylor Abrahams. Wow, we've been having a ball here. We just, I didn't, we didn't even realize it was going to turn out to be three episodes, but wow, we're having a ball. I hope you guys are all enjoying this. This cat is brilliant. And uh, I'll tell you something interesting before we get back to it is is I listen to a lot of things on double speed, right? Where if you're listening to YouTube or a podcast, you can actually adjust the speed and speed it up because I'm impatient and I'm a speed reader. So I guess I'm a speed listener as well. So you can actually speed up whatever show you're listening to. Uh, So a lot of you uh, can do that. But... In this case, this is one of the first episodes where I think people are going to slow us down just so they can digest everything we're saying. Uh, anyway, let's get back to it. But yeah, you it, should it, start it, your own show. Like, you could totally... I, I've thought about it. Oh, um, yeah. You know, even just a few days ago. I mean, For me, it was more like making something uh, musical uh, with people and talking music and life with people and... Um, cause yeah, there's my, my brother listens to a podcast and it's just like, they just ramble on about video games and, and they'll like spend 30 minutes just like on the same point and they don't cut out the silences or anything like that. These guys have like thousands of people on Patreon and it's just baffling to me. Right. You know, but it is enjoyable. Right. right, It is. It is. If that chaff can succeed, imagine your wheat. How do you like that? Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. And and again, I'm just here, you know, I don't have zillions of fans, but I'm just here making good content right and and the rest and 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 i always say like like genesis right they became popular and then people discovered their older stuff later on i guess that's true yeah i'm hoping people discover this episode you know 10 years from now and go wow wow look at that um before we wrap this one up let me just ask you this though because uh i think it'd be a good button to this this whole thing we've been talking about yeah um how do you you know how do you keep faith like can you 
give me examples of, of why you're optimistic that this capitalist, uh, late stage capitalist machine can uh, work for anything actually, you know, altruistic. Great. That's so awesome. Especially in the tech space, you know? It's it's awesome. Yeah, and believe me, I I've I toss and turn for ten years knowing that I have the answers to this stuff and I can only help two, three people a day in my city and I know that yeah. needs to change. Um, a couple things, and, and I'll give you a little preview of, of one of the books I'm writing. There's a couple concepts that are really important. Number one, what I was going to tell you earlier is nine is greater than 11, right? So here you and I are, and we're looking at people who are greedy or people who are whatever, sellouts or whatever. And we look at them, and they're down there at like number two or number three on the ethics scale. And here we are cranking it up to 11, as they say, right? And so... It's great. We don't want to be down there at two and three. And this could be applied to anything, right? Like um, Mm -hmm. sloppy people are down at two and three and neat freaks are cranking it up to 11, right? Right. It turns out ideally, you know, eight or nine, right? So awesome Mm -hmm. is better than perfectionist. Does that make sense? For sure. Yeah. So it, it, and and, uh, yeah, and I think that is something I've been gradually accepting is the, uh, you know, it's it's uh you got a Trojan horse things in right you got to you got to play by the game that you're within, so it's it's democracy with a big asterisk beside it. It's not like you know live uh, truthfully in every respect in, in every way, and um, you know and then things work out. It's um, this gradual uh, progress towards it, and and I like I get that to a certain degree because it's like it's arrogant of us to just think, you know that you know, doing the right thing all the time is even necessarily right because everything is so complicated and no, interconnected. And doing the right thing is fine. I'm just talking about getting to the point where the point that I, I've been there where it's, you do like, you know, where you punish yourself almost, right? Where you go too yeah. far with it, right? Where it's like, well, Absolutely. I'm not going to make any money. And I've been there, right? It's, I'm not going to make any money at all, or I'm going to do everything this way. And I, I remember doing stuff where I, I, I'm definitely my own worst enemy, right? Where I, I yeah. didn't want to have a data plan on my smartphone just to prove a point, right? That these young mm. kids these days, they have a data plan on their phone, and I'm going to run a business without one just to prove a point. Well, mm. I made my life so difficult by doing that and i'd have to like answer calls while i was driving and then i'd have to use a google voice dialer to dial the number because i didn't have a data plan and whatever um the self-flagellization of it of trying to yeah be the be the martyr right so you don't Um, have to crank it up to 11 i can still use affordable phone plans and whatever without totally ruining my own mission um but also there's you know it, it it's like we you have people who present themselves like um, these altruistic martyrs who make it pretty far into society, whether it's you know uh, you know Theranos being a complete scam, or it's um, you know uh, the 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 bit uh, what what was it again? It's so funny. It was just like four months ago, but I'm already uh, you know <laughs> everyone has 15 seconds of fame now, not even 15 minutes. Uh, right. Sam Bankman-Fried is what I was thinking of. You know, you got that, or you got you know Elon Musk. Um, who you know used to be like this media darling, and now it's 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 uh, much more of a contested thing. So sure, they turned uh, on him for whatever reason. It's a different story now. Yeah, but but like you know, d- does uh, 
is there any way for these people with these altruistic motives to not just get curdled and and corrupted as yeah. they go up the ladder? Like Taylor Absolutely. Swift is a billionaire, she could she could make so many profound things happen. And you know, there was a time where she was like fighting against Spotify, and then she just stopped doing that. And to right. me, that's a big that really disappoints me as, as an independent artist. Absolutely, and and so I'll give you a couple things here. Number one, the the hope for me is whenever I meet someone and explain to them what I'm doing with my thing, like, hey, by the way, rip out Norton and McAfee because they can never protect against anything after 2013. Like I was saying, viruses stopped in 2013. Once people hear that, they go, wow, check it out. My computer's incredibly fast now, and it's been that way for 10 years because you said this, you know? And and I had a guy this morning who said, hey, Mark, I lost your business cards. I haven't needed you in five years, so I had to look you up again. And, and mm. so that's encouraging to know yeah. and and there's always that hope it's going to take me a while but I know I have that hope that I will succeed eventually because everyone I talk to has validated my ideas uh and and keep doing the right thing no matter what even if it takes you longer and I, I read a, a little article a while back when I, I released my book in 2017, and the article said, you don't want your book to become an instant success, because that means mm -hmm. it'll be a flash in the pan. You actually mm -hmm. want it to be a slow burn, because mm -hmm. that's how you achieve lasting success, right? So mm -hmm. so there's that. You know, I don't want to be a, a quick-growing weed. I want to be a, a mm -hmm. tree and all that. That's great. That's awesome. That goes back to uh, that artist who I was leaving that comment on, because she tried this gimmick to try and make her song go extra viral. Uh -huh. And it was... And it was that, you know, there's always people like throwing things at performers now and like being just unruly audience members yeah, and clips of that will go viral. Nice. So she like, as a joke, made a fake one where like someone threw a rubber hammer at her mm -hmm. um, and the audience knew that it was like a, a joke, but somehow she edited it in such a way that, you know, a lot of people thought that this was real and they were outraged. And oh. then, you know, she, and she was lying to her own friends and then she had to come clean and, okay, and, and right. it's like, and then that blows up in her face. Yep. Uh, and it's, you know, you don't need to do that to yourself. Because um, right. you don't need to do a PR stunt. If people, people will eventually see you. And, and finally, one of the chapters in the book is, is a chapter called Be Still and Know That I Am God. And hmm. the message there is simply this. Look, whether or not you believe in God, you ain't him. So I, I'm really good at putting the weight of the world on my shoulders, but hmm. it's okay, Mark, you know what, you know what your job is? Your job is to do the best you can. And maybe certainly I could do my job more effectively. I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to train some people, blah, 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 but it's not Mark's job to save the world. It's Mark's job to do the best he can. Hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice POV. And, um, yeah, I, I've I I'm really uncomfortable with the idea of relaxing, and Me so too. And, and so even like and I but I have made myself do it more, especially, you know, since unceremoniously going from a pretty great income in Toronto and running a studio to like being back at my parents' place in the middle of nowhere without a driver's license, and uh, yeah, now it's uh, it's been a case of. Uh, being forced into stillness more and i was really happy with this last weekend because all the signs were there just slow down and i and i did it and i was so much more energized the next day so there's something to it absolutely. And, and <laughs> there's something would... to actually allowing full relaxation oh absolutely and and i've had yeah. to it's it's 
and I've I've got a chapter in the book about forcing yourself to relax versus finding something you truly enjoy and letting yourself go. Like for me, it's old video yeah. games. After I hang up with you, I'm gonna play some old video games. Mm. And the other thing is this: you bring up a good point, right? When when you're stripped of all that you thought was you, and you're back to yourself in your parents' house, right? Mm. I I talk about that actually in the book, how I like going into a dojang or a tai chi studio or a dojo, whatever it may be, because guess what? It's you in the kimono or the the gi or the key or whatever it may be, right? No wallet, no keys, no shoes, no nothing. It's you, who you are. So just remember, you are who you are innately. Mm. That's great. And and. And notice like the discomfort that comes in when like you don't feel the keys in your pocket, when you don't feel the wa- the phone in your pocket. I like, like it actually. And, it gets me away from who I am. But yeah, I get that. For a lot yeah. of people, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's an initial discomfort, but I, I'm just saying like the the – it, what we think is our intuition is kind of like going haywire and it's like no 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 what what are we, what are you doing you need to be on the computer right now you need to be doing this you need to be doing that sure and 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 if you just like uh start to l- just notice that and be like uh-huh yeah it's all right just uh hey there's a there's some food over there why don't you just go to the buffet and and, and get, grab yourself a snack and you and, just let it do its you know yeah. and, and eventually you know something profound happens and it's been really cool to learn through experience how what I think is my intuition a lot of times is actually just um, fear and habit. The monkey mind. And, you know, and, and things, you know, because even if something makes you miserable, the way that the brain works is it wants to keep you safe. So yeah. if, if misery is safety, then mm-hmm. it wants to keep you there. Um, Instead of, and, right, and, and I and, tell people in my city all the time, stop being safe on your couch and watching the news. Go see the world while you can still walk. Yes, that's a great point. Right. I love that. But yeah, anyway, like all, all these are wonderful things to say. The the thing is to uh, actually, you know, um, be what we say and mm-hmm. have a, a rock solid relationship with our word. Because without that, uh, y- you know, what are you if you aren't your word? It's exactly. uh, and, and I th- and I think that wow. uh, mo- most people don't actually confront the ho- the real depth of that, you know, oh, yeah. and, and, and I've been. Uh, awful the last couple years inside of the cynicism and everything at confronting the full extent of that you know like being responsible for my part in why my life is what it is right now you know um yeah, it's and, called it's nobody's fault but my own like i told you before right whose fault is it that that the bad guys are succeeding right now it's my fault because i haven't trained enough guys to do my method right it's it's right yeah it's not anything self-flagellating right it's just hey yeah. look it's actually encouraging it's hey i have the power to do something yeah eh? the the courses i took were like um, they would frame it like, you know, there's what works given what you're committed to and there's what doesn't work given what you're committed to, you know? And so it like takes all the emotional charge and the, the bad and good and right and wrong out of it. It's mm-hmm. just like you're, you know, you're committed to transforming the IT industry in your city. Uh, and, you know, what's inconsistent with that is not having enough employees. That's yeah, all it yeah. is. Right. That's all it is. Um, right? And it, I see what you're saying. And it takes the passion and, out of it because it's a Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and and be passionate about it, but it, it's it's just mm-hmm. then it, then it's just you know you close that gap. You right. know, it's, it's it's okay, Mark. Shut up and do what you need to do. And the, another yeah. one of my favorite quotes. I was in the gym in college, and someone had a shirt on. It said, "Shut up and lift." 
right? Just stop <laughs> thinking about it and lift your weights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And, and and for me, uh, that's um, for yeah, I I do a lot of overthinking. If you couldn't tell, and and it has you its assets, me. you know, um, and and it leads to all kinds of wonderful directions and thought and stuff. But um, at a certain point, it's also you know we're in a finite world. You never know when everything's going to end, and and what do you do? Um, with that knowledge, you know, do you risk it spending 60 years trying to, you know, create one innovation or, or do you, um, throw yourself into doing the things that you know, immediately you can do to enjoy your life and improve the world around you. And Our Lady Peace had an album that talked about how the finiteness of life actually, ironically, inspires us to find something worth doing because we know we don't have forever to waste. So it actually encourages us to go find something that's that's worthwhile, find something where you can actually gain traction. (sighs) Meanwhile, Freddie Mercury had, What good is life if in the end we almost die? There must be more to life than this. He, I think he duetted that with Michael at one point, but it wasn't released cool. until many years later. But uh, I, I like the Our Lady Peace POV they're, they're, uh, more, oh, for sure. One of my favorite and, bands, yeah. Yeah. Choo, choo, choose the POV that, that works for you, that, that gets you fired up, because that allows you to bring more of yourself to the world, and there's only one you, and this is your chance to let it out, so do it. Taylor Abrahams, what an incredible personal conversation tonight. We're not oh, even going to get to do any articles and whatever. That's fine because uh, we had enough. Material do, do you want to do? Do you want to set a timer and we do like a ten minute speed round of it? Uh-huh. And, and... Um. All right. Let's. Let's. Yeah. Um. We'll, we'll just get in right, a different right, frame of mind, round, and I think round. we need we just need a, a limitation because again, I work well with limitations. <laughs> Me too, right? actually, so. just like we said, right? We work like like our lady peace told yeah. us. All right, so, here we so go. Speed round, timer, folks. We'll make a game out of it. All right? <laughs> I like this. This is cool. Okay, cool. this article is from Car and Driver, May twenty twenty. I am so okay. behind on the articles uh, in my briefcase. So, this article was written by I love saying her name, Sharon Silka Carty. She's the okay. editor-in-chief over at Car and Driver. And the article is called Big Bother. So I'm going to read this article, and then I'll ask you for your opinion, and we'll be done. Okay. The other night, wearing an oversized sweatshirt and flannel pajamas dotted with penguins, I returned home. And that's when the paparazzi got me. Only, it wasn't a human being lurking in my garage. It was our Tesla, which detected me on its sentry mode. There's... An internet meme about what your personal FBI agent must think about your behavior when they see you and your computer's camera, right? That whole joke. A lot of videos captured by Teslas end up on YouTube. There's something of a vanity project for Tesla owners. There are videos of people checking out the cars. That'd be kind of cool, actually, to have Mm -hmm. a car that I park in a parking lot, and then I get to have videos of people gawking at it. Uh, Or ring light videos. What's that? Ring light videos as well, like, or, like with your uh, doorbell. You my know? brother loves, my youngest brother loves yeah. sending me recordings from his doorbell of like yeah. me doing something embarrassing or his friends doing something embarrassing or the lady down the street yelling at me thinking I live there or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. It's, oh, he loves doing that. So there are videos of people flipping off the cars, and there's people using the videos to determine, you know, when a bus hit a Tesla and all that stuff. But like Mom always said, data collection is all fun and games until somebody loses their privacy. (laughs) 
Uh, it's uncomfortable knowing your car tracks your every move and files that info away. People brush off these concerns, thinking they're safe from consequences because they're not doing anything wrong. And that boils my blood, by the way, Taylor. That boils my own people. I tell people, hey, if you have a Samsung television, it is recording what you say in your living room and your bedroom or wherever it's, it's placed. And people- Unless you shut it off. And, and then apparently uh, there's a YouTuber who did some research and found that if you shut off some of those settings, I think that like Netflix will reduce the bit rate of your stream or something like that because they've got some deal. Wow. There's all so kinds be it, of right? Whatever penalty, right? All kinds of things that are encouraging people to pirate things because they're paying for a 4K right. stream and they're not even getting it. And here we go again. I don't mind paying for content, right? That's another side yeah. note here. I, my brother and I signed up for Paramount+. Plus. I wanted to watch the Star Trek and the Frasier and I couldn't because it's such a bloated piece of garbage. Every time it mm. loads, it just hangs and hangs and hangs and they take I've been the watching the Frasier too and, and it'll often skip the uh, it, it randomly, sometimes it'll skip the last like 20 seconds during the credits, <sighs> you know, where, where you've got the silence scene while Toss Alex is playing you know it's oh, like, right it's it's no you know, and you can't make it not to uh, do that right know? they're so anyway. presumptive and yeah so so look folks that's a great i don't mind paying money for it but it, it, yeah. it doesn't work so you gotta okay. pirate it okay rest of the story timer okay um so again i mean that's that's the people brush off concerns thinking they're safe from consequences because they're not doing anything wrong but then you hear about what happened to zachary mccoy uh, McCoy got an email from Google's legal team saying they were going to give the police the data from his account. Why? Because, first of all, Google gobbled Fitbit, and that was the moment I stopped using my Fitbit, right? Mm. Um, so, and, and, and here, here again, my concerns were, were proven correct in this sentence here. So Google sent his information to the police because Google found out that through his Fitbit that he regularly rode his bike past a house where burglary 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 had occurred and his Google connected Fitbit had uh, a fitness tracking app had placed him at the scene of the crime. All right. So yeah, that's convenient, right? It's just because we can doesn't mean we should, right? There's yeah. a lot of that going on in my industry. So there aren't guidelines for what automakers can or cannot do with the data that they collect. And Tesla isn't the only one amassing piles of information. I hate to tell you folks, they're the least of it. Okay? It's it's Google and Samsung. So it's only a matter of time until an otherwise innocent bystander ends up in deep doo-doo thanks to big data. What do you think? Well, I, I, I think that the root of any time that there's a problem like this... Um, it's that people can put new technology out on the market without there being any laws surrounding it, right? Uh, and, and the laws always come after the fact. And, and they always take ages to get uh, ratified and put into practice because of a uh, the inefficiencies of capitalism. And so... I, I would much well, rather the there just be a... who are 90 years behind. But like I cite plenty of yeah. examples when a law came out 900 centuries later and it, and it was poorly <laughs> written and, and they had no clue. They didn't understand the technology, so they just scribbled something down. And by the way, it has all sorts of side effects. Like the new one about AI has a side effect where if they ban AI-created stuff, they're also banning Saturday Night Live parodies or something. But anyway, go on. Yeah, or... Uh... Speaking of of AI, as a voice actor, I'm 
for the first time, I'm actually uh, scared for my future in that industry because, uh, I mean, I've already had considerably less auditions the last few years. Um, but uh, the the WGA agreements that were created um, do not protect uh, voice actors from the use of, of AI. You know, oftentimes as part of their contracts, they need to sign something where they're allowed to repurpose their voice likeness with AI. And in theory, they're supposed to get compensated for that reuse. Um, But at the same time, to what extent? And uh, it sounds like it's an elaborate way to pay people peanuts. Like um, in in um, I I just did an anime show and. You know, I don't want to really? disparage animes, but uh, they pay voice actors really bad already. They pay about a quarter of what you would normally make under uh, the union guidelines, at least in Canada. And I think in the States, it's quite similar um, because really? it's treated as, as dubbing rather than voice acting. Um, <sighs> okay, I was and, say, uh, is it because there's more animes that are produced than other movies or is it it's just because it's considered dubbing? In, in in Toronto in, or in Canada, there's not many animes that come up here. Okay. So I I I did uh, the newest Bakugan. I'm a few characters on that. How cool and is that? I got yeah, it's, my brothers. It, wow. And and so it, it's it's fun in terms of like you know in theory you're part of larger properties. It's like maybe I could go to uh you know some comic conventions and sign some autographs or something like that i could if i wanted to but but they also they pay but they they make all this money off of toys usually uh and they have and yet you're getting paid a quarter and then you know oftentimes there's things in the contract where you're basically you know if they say have a voice chip with your voice in it in a toy you're not getting paid for it or um because you're not the actor uh, you're the dubber Uh yeah or uh you know, in, in this newest season, uh, I voice this cat character from time to time, who's literally just a cat. Um, it just <laughs> sounds, and so. <laughs> but I, that's darn good. That was darn thank good. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they just gave it to me. They just you could do a cat, right? You seem like you could do a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love when you don't. Uh, have to audition, you know. I, like I love, I love, the, I love the people I work with on that, you know. Uh, but but just the design of the contracts and everything are um, pretty atrocious for for actors. And I I don't I don't say that to you know uh, try and like ruin my future or something like that. But I think it's just something that everyone is painfully aware of and um, are contending with. And what I was trying to say about it is like with that cat character, there's. Um, a few cases where they might reuse a line, like a, a meow or a hiss or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, and like they don't need to bring me in to do that. They can just have—they uh, have, ha- have like a library database of sounds of that, and and then um, I'll make six dollars if they happen to use a hiss in an episode. So they will you know? pay you if they reuse it. Yes, okay. but it's but like six, it's six dollars in perpetuity in this massive project, you know, and so and. And if you come and do a whole episode, that's like, you know, 200 to 400 Canadian, which is pitiful, right? For taking the, yeah. like, you know, when, when normally uh, there's like a whole process of you get paid a lot better and, and you're also paid a, a like a five or a 10 year buyout for the rights to your performance, right? Buyout. Okay. And I'm going to uh, challenge but they, you They here. don't do buyouts with anime. 
um, uh, basically. Oh, I'm uh, going to challenge you, by the way. Okay. Yes, this, it's a dire situation, et cetera, et cetera, but your challenge is to figure out how to be creative, right? But that's what they always do to the artists. It's, oh, well, they're creative, so they'll always figure out a way to keep existing and entertaining us. So and we're just I'm going to keep stomping on them. No, I'm saying until... find creative ways to make money and, and find some new way, right? Well, yeah, of course, um, but it's also finding a way that's uh, that's ethical and, and rubs you the right way. And yep. um, I, I think that voice acting will always be a, a part of my life. Um, I, I'd rather make my own series. I've I've certainly tried pitching some and, and stuff. Let's do and, it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. It's um, it's but yeah, it's it's such an uncertain future right now, and humanity's got to decide if it's going to put its happiness first or if it's going to put numbers first. Right, and again, solving problems to make money versus pushing things on people to make money, right? Or, or or just also accepting that there's certain things that should be treated as public services or human rights that are not treated as such. Yeah. And and you've got economies that are grossly overinflated based off of preying on things that should be human rights, you know, like housing. You know, how much of the stock market is propped up by companies owning buildings or forcing people to go to work in buildings just so they can justify having the building so they can keep their stocks up you know yeah, um, when when people are even more uh, people are happier working from home and in some cases even more productive it's like they don't care um and uh so it's a it's a complicated balance of okay and that was the the 10 minutes i said a time minutes. on my yeah, yeah. but uh you oh, know I, cool. i'm just i'm just trying to say it's like i i think that you need to set up something so that you can actually, before something, um, you know, uh, earth shattering in technology enters the public sphere, um, it actually probably needs to be paused and and there needs to be strict regulation around it first um, b- before it, you can just do stuff like that. You well, know? also pause so that people can wrap their minds around it. Right. I, yeah. I talked to a guy. But, but instead, it's, it's more said, like they treat yeah. the public like like the guinea pigs. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, and I say in my, so in then my they, first book, th- yeah. then it won't be hypothetical when when yeah. when the laws are created around it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I but, say but, in my first but, book, we're in a world of eternal disgusting. beta products, right? Right. Now, here's yeah. the deal. Here's my challenge to you, and and this is why I'm an outlier politically. You know, here's the deal. I'll agree with you on the behaviors, right? Is yes, we need to act more ethically. We need to do this. We need to do more of that, like you were saying. But my in my um observance what i've observed um in my experience that's what i'm looking for laws can't do anything effectively everything i've seen in my industry Mm. okay we've got a bunch of bad behavior okay then 800 centuries later the lawmakers come out with something the laws never end up preventing anything right the dmca Mm. did not prevent piracy at all it actually created the drm scandal which punishes like we were saying it punishes people who are trying to do the right thing and pay to watch paramount plus and and it rewards the people who are pirating so in my experience any of the laws created just exacerbate it so Mm. it's my challenge to humanity and and the the philosophers of history's challenge to humanity is we need to figure out how to, instead of implementing self-control at that point at a reactionary stage, it's how do we just act right to begin with as people? Mm. Well, yeah. And, 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 and that always goes down to, to education and, um, raising people, right? Yeah. And, I don't know, like 
some of those and I hate to sound like I'm just like pushing a cult or something, but like a bunch of the courses I took when I was in my 20s, I always felt like, God, I wish these were just part of every school curriculum, you know, just things that teach you about um, how to be a, a a human being who's like alive and honest in life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and how to how to how to decipher the things you've made up about life and how those kind of block your view and give you rose tinted glasses about everything Uh, and, and looking beyond that and, you know, creating the life that you want and, um, and realizing just how deeply interconnected everyone and everything is so that tolerate people who don't agree with you and still get along. And we need that. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and I think the thing about the courses I took is they come at life in terms of possibility so you you know and and when i think about like being a kid like that incredible exuberant joy it's all about possibility it's it's not letting the things you've decided about life um get so in the way of your perception that you're miserable or you think that this is the only way or that's the only way and so you've got a lot of people who have you know who are incapable of um or they're not incapable of it but but they are constantly resisting possibility and so you've got a lot of tired cycles that uh play out in every industry in terms of you know whatever it is corporate takeovers or this or that or or just you know and 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 uh you know uh the stock market and and capitalism all this it's it's predicated on predictability it's this has worked in the past predictable right so 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 you know we've got to keep doing it this way because that's what works and then occasionally there's there's the little mutation where there's a little disruptor um and, and or visionary right and and those are the people that uh can you know be a double-edged sword as well you know technology at times has been a double-edged sword um all the time it mm-hmm. it like when when he, it's humanity getting a lot of things before they're ready to really wield them. Oh it, yeah, technology is just you're, a weapon. You're giving a baby a machete. That's yep. kind of what the internet is. Absolutely, and, it is. Yeah. Uh, so so it, and anyway, so it's it's all to say, um, yeah. There's a there's a evolution that is happening, and it's and it's gradual in in humanity, and a lot of times that evolution looks like everything falling apart. You know, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. It's I think we we've pace. all been through times in our lives where it's like, oh my god, um, I'm never going to be glad I went through this. And then somehow you are, because that was what oh, you had yeah. to do in order to uh, let go something in your pride that you were holding on to oh, that wasn't serving in you. In my anymore. next book, absolutely, it's all about some horrible pain that I went through. Actually, in the next yeah. two books, where it's all horrible pain that I went through and how I needed to in order to grow and I and it taught me how to let go of things and blah 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 and how to be more imaginative and absolutely um yeah. wow so so I I guess I guess uh what I'm trying to say the, the a lot of times being an adult is this act of unlearning and and shedding away the things that don't serve us and if if people could uh get from an early age um a kind of neuroflexibility where they could be better at knowing when they're unhappy and why they're unhappy and, and to shed those things, then they could be just much more uh, nimble uh, in their adult years. 
And and I think that, you know, some of the stuff I went through, it, it would have totally knocked people out right. and they would have maybe taken 10 years to get back on the horse or never gotten back on the horse. You know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of people like that. So I'm thankful that I had that training behind me so that I could get back on the horse faster and and could uh, take personal ownership faster. Um, and and um, so all, all to say, yeah, I guess it's it's personal uh, responsibility and uh, understanding that you're part of a whole and that you do make a difference. And uh, as much as you might want to think, oh, whatever, everyone's doing it, so I'm going to do it too. You know, if you know deep in your bones that what that thing is lacks integrity, and uh, then then don't do it, and and be the one willing to, um, you know, stand for uh, again authenticity and and carve your own path. And the more. Uh, when when everyone is just completely being themselves, I think that's when everyone is actually the puzzle piece that they are, and that's when everything right. snaps into place. Oh, and there's two things there. Oh, you're bringing us, and one one of the things. It's like you read my mind. In in the next book, I talk about the meter. Right, no matter how much pain we're in or whatever, the meter still works. Right, so even though I might be on the wrong path, I'm stressful, I'm putting too much work on myself, too obsessing over something, whatever, the meter still knows I'm in pain, no matter what. So you can Hmm. always go up to someone and ask them, right? Hey, are you miserable or are you happy? Even if they're doing the wrong thing, even if they believe that that wrong thing is right for them, blah, blah, blah. It's, hey, are are you miserable? Yes or no. So you start with that. And then that Hmm. was my huge turning point in both cases is, okay, wait a minute. The meter is still active and the meter is telling me I'm miserable. Um, Oh, what was the other point about this? Oh, and, and the other thing is falling in love with who you were meant to be. Right, like mm. you call it being authentic. And my brother, during my my first crisis, right. So the next book I'm writing, my brother gave me this quote by Pedro Arupe, and it's he said, "There's nothing better than falling in love, or discovering who you were meant to be, and falling in love with who you were meant to be, and then being that." Yeah. On that note. Awesome, love yeah. it. We could go on forever. It's it's all an endless conversation. We've whoever's managed to listen to this all the way through has too much going through their mind probably from it and just uh take some deep breaths uh digest it and uh poop it out into something new and beautiful (laughs) right all the light bulbs going off um taylor abrahams what a what a conversation um i thank you so much and um what is your website and how can people find you uh well my website is uh taylor the guru dots no uh it's (laughs) it's uh it just feels like I'm just uh yeah I'm 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 Brene Brown or something like that this whole oh, time. Oh, she's the worst uh, actually. She damages. <laughs> it's it it actually I give it, it like I've known people who follow her and she teaches people how to hold themselves hostage, and mm. like she'll teach women how to how to hold themselves hostage and act terrible toward their man. I mean that's just my personal opinion. Well, it, it, she. I think she's actually uh, taken some ownership for uh, how harmful her points of view have been for the men oh. in in the family. Oh, there, I didn't a, know this. That's good to know. Yeah, okay. yeah. There, there's a there's a a really. A, a really uh, I I'm I don't even want to try to paraphrase it, but there was a clip I saw where she was talking about that. So yeah, you oh. might want to take a look into that because yeah, it, and that's a whole other can of worms we could open yeah. up. Like just being being a, a man, and obviously I'm you know gender. Uh, fluid but that's been a recent thing for me to kind of acknowledge in any kind of public way and you know to perform in a quasi drag way and all this but um yeah it, it, and and part of it i think 
uh, is probably exacerbated by a um, frustration with <laughs> just maybe how um, the the limits of masculinity in terms of expression, you know, or or you know the the gender role of man. And you we know? gotta get uh, back to, in my opinion, but, but it, yeah, yeah, the yeah. original um, the original role of of fatherhood was to be selfless. I'll leave it at that. Interesting. That's that's all our roles really is to be selfless. Yeah. That's what we're missing. Yeah. yeah. And so and, and I guess when you really take on selflessness, then it's like, yeah, gender it doesn't matter what gender you are, you can just so and, and it's all superficial. So I just almost it's almost like a fashion statement. It's like whatever makes you feel more like yourself. Uh I'm figuring it out. And yeah, so you might want to take a look into the Brene Brown thing and that's and cool. I really I and I uh I'm and I've been happy to see that there's been more discussions about um, the misery of being a man in today's world, in wow. in the public space, you know, yeah. and and th- that yeah. is becoming more a part of the conversation. And and huh. and 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 uh, I see more women on social media and things like that trying to, you know, uh, stand up for their man, you know, and and all that. But Good. and and yeah, it's like anything. There's there's. Uh, there's gradients to it and there's times where it's kind of co-opted and turned into something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, dirty or just trying to like reinforce, uh, I, okay. It's, yeah. We got to yeah, stop yeah. cause I could go on forever. Uh, but thank you so much for having me. My website is taylorabrahams.ca. Um, so a B R A H A M S E.ca. The best way to learn about me would probably just be taylorabrahams.ca slash EPK. So that stands for electronic press kit got all my videos there i got my bio there um i have a patreon um and i i really feel like patreon is um you're talking about trying to be at nine on the 11 scale i'd say patreon is about nine or eight on the 11 scale because it's um you know obviously uh every time you contribute to me a little bit's going to the stockholders and all that but the vast majority of it is going straight to me and you're getting all kinds of custom special stuff um and you're supporting me directly. Like to be an artist and be able to wake up in the morning. If I had a hundred patrons and I could wake up in the morning and know, okay, I've got a hundred people who want me to create, you know, what I want to create, um, and I'm going to do that. And and I have enough backing that they're covering my basic living expenses. Like that creates such a, a profound freedom, you know, and flexibility. So um, if you're willing to be a patron, that would mean the world to me. Um, I've also got CDs and all kinds of other things on the website. Um, so, But Patreon is patreon.com slash Taylor Abrahams, again, so A-B-R-A-H-A-M-S-E. And uh, and Instagram is taylor.writes, as in song rights, so W-R, dot music. So taylor.writes, dot music. Oh, cool. Check it out. Yeah. Um, I can be found at thecomputerexorcist.com. And, yeah, I, my book is called How to Protect Yourself from Your Computer. It's the only book I know of that explains the technology industry and all of its foibles in plain English so you can learn how to protect yourself. Yeah, wow. Um, thank you so much and such a brilliant conversation. And very good. We'll talk to you next week. Amazing.